more we use ChatGPT, the more impressed we become at its uses for all students, but especially dyslexic ones. Today we're going to talk about five more tips for how you can use it. We are Sonia and Nick, and this is Dyslexia Journey, where we help you support the dyslexic kid in your life. Today, we are revisiting a uh, topic we covered pretty recently about ChatGPT, and we've actually been using it even more since we uh, filmed the last episode, and we've, we've become even more impressed by how useful it is, and so we wanted to share five more ways, uh, five more tips that, that you can uh, use, how you can use ChatGPT to help your dyslexic student. And the tips today are more around communication and content, written communication specifically. Mm -hmm. um, so let's just get started. Uh, tip number one is to ask it for feedback on your writing. And to test this, we tried putting one of our daughter's essays in to ChatGPT and asking for some help to make the writing better, just to see what it would say. And I was really impressed with kind of the range that it gave while still sounding specific. So for example, it um, gave five fairly general suggestions, but they also included specific examples from the essay. And the five things that it gave in this particular instance were organization, clarity, supportive examples, analytical depth, and a conclusion, uh, tips about the conclusion. Um, and so and I just want to say also sort of from my teacher perspective, I really appreciated that it it gave the advice, um, even pinpointing some of the places to look in the essay, but it didn't really like, it wasn't like it was rewriting the essay at all. It was definitely a guidance kind of thing. So I felt like it was actually a teaching tool rather than just giving the students something to copy, for example. Mm -hmm. And you can also dig into each suggestion. Um, so... And this is kind of a general tip for when working with, with ChatGPT is that it's not going to tell you everything it knows all at once. That would be overwhelming, right? And so, um, you know, it started with these five suggestions, but then you can dig in and say, well, can you, um, can you give me some more specific help with the organization? Mm -hmm. And then it will actually provide more specific feedback about the organization. Or, or can you, um, you know, help me a little more with the transitions, for mm -hmm. example, uh, yeah. yeah, and I do have a caveat about that, because what I just said about it not writing for the student, I didn't feel quite the same way when it got as specific as right as the transitions part, because it did provide an example of how it could be rewritten. So that starts to get into the territory of wanting to, which we'll get cover in our caveats about wanting to make sure that it's still the student's work. Yeah, I mean, that was an interesting case, because it didn't, it didn't say anything new, but it, it reworded mm -hmm. it in a clearer way. Um, and it's probably not that different than the help that a teacher or a parent might give a student, mm -hmm. um, but it's definitely questionable about whether that would be considered cheating or not, I think. Um, I think it, yeah. so it seemed to be, just as an, of an overview right now, my guess based on playing around with it so far is that the more specific you get, the more likely it will be that it actually generates a sentence that you would potentially you know, use or not use, and then have to decide, you know, if that's cheating. So, right. but when it's giving the more general advice, then it's really doing it much more as a guide, as a teacher would, for sure. Uh, so our second tip is simply to use it as a grammar check, mm -hmm. uh, particularly if you're already working with it. It's an easy thing to just do right in there. And I actually found it to be more effective than some of the other grammar tools mm -hmm. 
that I've used before. It was quite good. And it, I didn't ask it about catching spelling, but it caught that too in the couple sentences I fed it that were purposely a slightly wrong grammatically. And so it's just so comprehensive, right? It just catches yeah. like all the grammar. Good. Um, oh, and I guess one other thing actually is that it, again, it was kind of, it was like a guide or teacher along the way because it did also say why. It didn't just correct a sentence. It gave an explanation about the grammar too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really key, I think. Um, I, and I think this goes, uh, again, to our general point, is like when, when used the right way, a chat GPT can really give you the guidance that um, a good teacher would give you or a really helpful parent. Um, and, you know, again, we'll, we'll talk about some more caveats, but like, like any tool, it can be abused. And so mm -hmm. um, it, it is a fine line, but we, but we do really believe that this can be useful. Right. Um, okay, so for the uh, third point, um, or the sort of third tip here, is to use it as kind of a brainstorming assistant. Uh, so uh, one thing that I actually remember struggling with when I was in school was just coming up with the topic for my like for my research paper or for uh, or for my my thesis for my book report or whatever. Um, and uh, so I tested this out. I asked ChatGPT um, to give me some ideas for a research paper for U.S. history where you had to pick uh, someone or something that was the best at something. Um, and, it, and that was actually similar to a prompt that our daughter had this year in U.S. history. And so, uh, or a, a research um, paper topic, I guess, not a prompt. Um, and so it came up with some good suggestions. And then I, I narrowed down the search in various ways. Um, so you can say, okay, how about between the time period of 1900 and 1930? Mm -hmm. um, and then I said, well, I really like music. Can you give me uh, some ideas around music? Um, and so it came up with some really good uh, ideas around the birth of jazz and ragtime and things like that from that particular era that would be really interesting research topics. Yeah, in my assessment of it, um, it had a couple that were maybe, quite, you know, they just weren't quite right. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that, you know, anyone would see that right away. What I think was what was such an advantage here is just like any brainstorming, and if you're trying to bounce ideas off of someone, it helps you broaden your own range. So even not necessarily that you're going to pick that exact example, but I felt like, especially before we narrowed it down, even after actually, mm -hmm. um, I felt like, oh, I hadn't thought of that kind of whole area, right? Like yeah. that whole sub area. So I feel like it was definitely a effective at generating brainstorming ideas. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, point number four, shifting gears a little bit here. Um, this is less about content generation and more just about communication. Um, and to start off this tip, I actually want to quote, um, uh, this is actually an, anonym, an anonymous user on Reddit um, that I found recently, wrote, I've been using ChatGPT to write responses to formal emails. Instead of being put on the back burner and fobbed off, I notice my emails get taken a lot more seriously. Maybe it's a confirmation bias, but up until this point, I think being unable to write a formal email has seriously hindered me. The contrast in response between an email that is filled with grammatical errors and not structured correctly to a ChatGPT-structured email has been insane. Um, and I forgot to mention that this was a dyslexic person who was, who was writing this post. Um, and so that, so our tip is, is obviously here, uh, use ChatGPT to uh, help you compose your formal emails, whether that's to a teacher asking for an extension, um, whether that's to a potential uh, job um, uh, 
you know, applying for a job, anything like that. Um, it's, it's very helpful. Uh, and again, this probably applies to older children, more high school age. Um, but even as a parent of a dyslexic kid, I think it, you can use it um, to help compose an email. Like if you're feeling angry or you're feeling um, emotional about a particular topic, it might help to have ChatGPT give you a sort of unemotional objective email that you can at least start with. Right. Yeah. And I mean, like all the other examples we've given, it's it's really good to work with it a little, like it really be engaged with it because so the, we did an our, as our example, uh, the one that Nick was talking about, where it was about asking for an extension from a teacher. And um, it came across pretty formal and long to start with. So we just simply said, can you make this shorter first? And then we said, can you make it more casual? And it felt more like that level. Mm -hmm. So I think a willingness to work with it also helps to come up with the best content. Um, and, and also, as always, you could just pull a sentence or two from it, right? It's not like you have to use the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and I think, again, to emphasize what the anonymous user um, wrote that, that I just read, that it's, um, I, I think maybe we all still even underestimate how even subconsciously people respond to uh, reading an email or something that is uh, has mistakes in it. Mm -hmm. um, like they're not supposed to, and they're supposed to understand that you have an IEP or whatever in the school setting. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I think it never hurts to, yeah. to, you know, to have this extra help. basically. Yes. Cause that's definitely true. If you think of advice, right. For any yeah. formal writing resumes or anything, you know, it, it's kind of like mistakes equal carelessness or something mm -hmm. in, in people's minds. And I think there's still that automatic um, prejudice about it. So yeah. that's why I think this can be really useful to consider and people should seriously consider using it. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So our tip number five, last, last tip for today um, is, you can use ChatGPT to um, provide arguments for a debate. So often you have to argue one side or another of a particular topic. This is, again, more by the time of middle school or high school. Um, Usually language arts and, and uh, social science, though. So. Yeah, it, yeah. so it, yeah. It's, it's something that comes up quite a bit. Um, and, uh, you know, you can just ask GPT, Chat, ChatGPT to, to say, hey, give me the top three arguments, like, in favor of this or, or against this. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, no, I was going to say, yeah. this is actually where we had the biggest discussion among ourselves, though, about this, because my first reaction was, well, okay, this case probably, like, is this really the learning then? You're supposed to be thinking about the topic yourself and coming up with right. the arguments. However, um, having a child, uh, another child who participated in debate, it's also par for the course when pre preparing for a debate to do some research ahead of time on right. on the topic. So by that argument, GTP is just a much more efficient way of pulling in lots of different things from the internet, right? So, right. I mean, let's be honest. Like, kids who are assigned a debate topic in school um, are going to come home and just type that question into Google first off, right? Um, and so uh, the way that I see it is ChatGPT is helping especially a dyslexic student get the information that they need quicker than having to laboriously read through a lot of content in the Google search results that are going to get you to the exact same arguments that you're not coming up with yourself. You're just finding them on Google. 
ChatGPT is just presenting them to you in a way that's easier for you to parse and understand as somebody with dyslexia. Right. And ideally, I guess this is the teacher side of me coming out again. Ideally, I think you would have a student think through it first on their own to see mm-hmm. what they come up with, partly so you don't narrow your down your own ideas that maybe are new ideas. Um, and then even after finding out those ideas would really like assess them and consider subpoints of them and like really chew through them like in their own uh-huh. reasoning and logic as well. Yeah. But this is probably a good place to start maybe into our caveats. Yeah, I mean, so I guess this leads into the one, uh, I guess, perhaps most important caveat here is that you really, really, really need to make sure that what you're doing is not going to be considered cheating by your teacher or your school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, you know, you don't want, I, I don't want anyone taking our advice and then being um, accused of plagiarism by their teacher, for sure. Like, right. like you need to make sure that this is going to be uh, considered okay by by whatever class you're in. Right. And then also one of the other caveats is related to, which is just to not become too dependent on it. The goal always would be to continue to think critically yourself and to be really engaging with it. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then I guess to repeat a couple other caveats really quickly from our previous episode, um, in case you missed that one, is is uh, it's sort of implicit that using ChatGPT, uh, at least the interface that we were using, does require reading and writing. So it's mm-hmm. not... It's not a panacea for dyslexic students because they still have to to parse through that reading and writing um, or have someone read it to them. Um, I, we believe that it has a lot of benefits and can certainly help dyslexic students, but it's not perfect. Right. And then somewhat along those lines, you have to work with it to get the best results, at least. Mm-hmm. You, you, get, you can get some results even without tailoring it. But, you know, as you heard when we were talking about the different examples, we kept asking questions to get it more to what we were really asking and really wanted from it. Yeah, just just don't be afraid to play around with it and, and keep asking it questions. I wanted to add, um, again, all of our examples that we talked about today were from the free version of ChatGPT. Mm-hmm. Um, again, there is a premium version um, that does uh, give you um, uh, access to the more improved model, but um, the the version we were using, the free version on ChatGPT 3.5, um, is uh, very helpful. Yes, and we'll yeah. put the information about how you can access that in the notes. So that's that's our tips for today. Um, again, we'd love to hear how you're using ChatGPT and other um, AI to help uh, your dyslexic student. Let us know.